Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. All right, so we're heading over to the second, to the east coast of our bracket, if you will, Ooh. where now we will go right back to top films going up against absolute garbage, and we will start with Nightmare Before Christmas, the second highest rated film oh. on the list, um, topping at 90, 90.9, uh, against the lowest rated movie on this whole thing. Drum roll, please. No surprise here. Pumpkin, Pumpkin Carver. Carver. I have apologized on numerous occasions. It was on lists. I'm sorry. Sorry, I won't watch. Is it me? You. Um, so you should apologize because you're the only one that didn't watch it, and you didn't watch it because we all bitch about it. Wait a minute, you didn't watch it? For you, don't watch it. You didn't watch it? Don't. I won't. Don't make me do something. (laughs) I will not, Joe. Son of a bitch. I'll watch it. Oh my god, I'll watch it tonight. You have a bunch of babies. You have to. But you're two being very extra. How bad could it be? We watched some shit. No, I'm looking it up. I told you. Remember when we did our Amazon roulette wheel? Yeah, those it's are on so par. Painful. It's oh, on God. par with those. It's, it's Will this be like Megan is missing though, where I can't no. sleep for a week? Okay. No. no, it's not traumatizing. Like she no. literally was like, Marissa, I, I know said it's, you. I said I it's know cringy. your limits. Don't watch Megan is missing. And like yes. the asshole, I was like, I give. Yeah. What is it called? Don't Megan is missing. Joey's missing. Oh yeah, no, no, you have daughters. No, you have daughters. Don't watch Megan is missing because I couldn't sleep for a week. This is not. And this I is not traumatizing on no, that is, level. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just this stupid. is just like oh, okay. cringy, all right, all like two thousands. Yeah, cringy two thousands. I can handle. Megan is missing. I couldn't sleep. For yeah, me. no, no, no. That um, I told you. Not I to know. Watch I that. need to listen to you. But you know me. Mm. Like it's like anytime. Like that stupid zombie one on Shutter. That like I couldn't sleep. I just couldn't get the grapiness of it out of my mind for like three weeks afterwards. Which one? Oh, uh, and it's a good film. I hate to say. Um, Other good film. Put it Lake Mungo. Lake Mungo, I like. That's a good one. Yeah, it's it's a, he wouldn't he can't handle Lake Mungo. No. But if she says like he know. has like a like a threshold that it, like he's like you French New Wave, not for Joe. Like there's a lot of. Like, I watched Midsummer. <laughs> I made it five minutes in. I farted once on the set of the Lagoon. <laughs> you Midsummer was tough for you. Don't go any harder than yeah. That's I my, made it through though because I, I wanted. That's my other agenda. Because I, I like the other Hereditary. One. Can I? Shit, I man. We need, maybe we'll have you on for our A twenty. Really, you hated Hereditary. God, Tony Collette's a fucking I, queen, though. She's fine, scary. but the, the ending is so botched. So scary. Yeah. Yo, if, her. If the idea the was that fucked, a woman yeah. put her creative endeavors and career before her family was the idea, it would be a brilliant piece of art. Yep. But they're second, they're like, this is a devil worshiping cult. Yeah. It's like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so it's dumb. ruined yeah. by that. Again, because the, the movie ends in a way that I don't expect is what we're going to see. Yeah, fair. Um, the sadness is the one on Shutter that had me shook, and very oh, rarely did things shake. Is it Japanese? It is. Yeah, and I it's, get it. it's it's interesting. It's a, such a fucking good concept, and then done in a weird way that's a little much for me. But I'm also a wuss when it comes to extreme horror. Um, all right, so I, I so I take it. Go, I, oh, no. Nobody voted. Oh, pump, <laughs> right. yeah, no, okay, a pumpkin carver so bad. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's there's no contest. No, I do love that a pumpkin carving competition. Was how they like settled their <laughs> shit in whatever town this is. I wish I settled what? my shit with a pumpkin. This movie wasn't the so town bananas. called like Carver Two yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You guys are starting to. If you're they're trying to talk me out of it, no, you're doing a terrible job. There's, there's a point in this movie where literally like, so the guy who like. You know the main character who's involved in this really fucked up pumpkin carving accident, or like there was kills. A pumpkin carving like, well, accident. I don't know. Do we want to spoil it? He like kills Go ahead. his great sister's boyfriend watch at the beginning, right? Jackie, help me here. Like, yeah, like he, he acts. He, yeah, he. So the sister's boyfriend. You're gonna spoil the whole plot for me. So yeah. Well, you know what? No, I don't want to spoil anything because she has to oh, watch it. God, she whatever. has to be punished. So make me watch it. She has to be punished. The climax of this movie, right before the climax, they're like, no. Fuck you, no man, fuck you. Let's figure it out through pumpkin <laughs> Shit you not. They're both pumpkins. And like teenagers are like, yeah, yeah, man, come on, out carve him. And they're like, they're carving pumpkins. Maybe the world would be a better place if we solved our problems with pumpkin carving. <laughs> <Yeah, that's laughs> no. But isn't what it sort of fair to say, like, I, I just looked it up, like 2006 low budget horror. It's yeah. gonna be bad. Oh god, there were right? so many. Like, of it's that. just gonna be so bad. bad. When we did that, Amazon, we did a thing where we literally spun a wheel of all the shitty movies on Amazon. That yeah. People, and it was the most painful month of my life. Like it was like, oh Terrible. god. Yeah. It's because right. like, technology got good. Anybody can make a movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh boy, so, do they? So, I mean, not only is Nightmare Before any movie on this list would go above Pumpkin Carver, like no doubt, but putting Nightmare Before Christmas up there. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. You don't get better than that. This next one's um, gonna break my heart, you guys. I'm not gonna lie because it is uh, The Crow, 1994. Cool. Uh, you know, emo classic before emo. Versus 87% rating too. I was surprised it was that high. If I'm being totally honest. Versus what I'm surprised was so low, 1985's Once Bitten, Jim Carrey joint, with 24.5% rating. Um, this is, I don't know, who's up? I forget, I think I Ed is going to see Look at Ed's face. I wish Ed's face is not made for podcasting, because it's, uh, he's, he's, I keep looking at the microphone like it's a camera. Um, what does the crow have to do with Halloween? It takes, it does take does place take on the place? devil's night. It does. Takes place on Halloween. It's arguably Listen. how his power okay. as the crow I, is. Okay, I think the elephant in the room is that there's a lot of elephants in the crow room. This, in my opinion, the, yeah, the, the the story of the making of the movie overshadows it. It's almost become the the story of the. I, I mean, I've got some, is, yeah. I've got some hot takes on Bruce Lee too, but you know the, that I, I I think that that prevents it from really having anything to do with Halloween. When you think of The Crow, you're not thinking of Halloween. No, you're thinking of Brandon not. Lee dying in a tragic yeah. accident. It is, thinking yeah. of kick-ass 90s music, Fucking too. Debbie Downer of a film, yeah. if I ever saw one. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm going to have to get rid of it and go with the one yes. bitten. Because, again, I think my agenda here is that Halloween's for the kids. And we were just talking about, what, The Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. which is like a kid's movie that's, you know, claymation that... All of a sudden, Halloween and Christmas have have coincided, right? Yeah. So, uh, the crow, the, what the no, the crow. Wow, no. okay, I'm here. Listen, I'm, you don't have to talk to me it's about keeping what's been on the list. It's an action movie. Yeah, it's an action movie. But you know, that's okay because there's not all hard. You know, that, all that's hard like movies. when people tell me that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. False. No. No, don't get me started. I'm going home. <laughs> it's an action movie. It's, an, it's a Christmas movie. You guys are ridiculous. It's, it's a, a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. It is a Christmas movie. But we'll movie. save that for another time. It's more about I, divorce than I, Christmas. But that's what, that's what, it's like what every Hallmark is. movie ever made. It's like, yeah. it's a, it's, what Christmas it's, a, is. it's a testament to the, 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 the miracles of the season. Solidifying <laughs> the nuclear family. Whatever. Okay, this is not what we're about. Okay. <laughs> we'll visit Nagasaki. There's 5,000 Hallmark Nagasaki movies that try to do what the theme of Die Hard what did. What Die Hard did. All right. So anyway, um, I agree with that in every single way. I'm yes. going to strangely oust The Crow. Which is a vastly oh better movie, um, because The Crow should be on the bracket when we do movies that um, epitomize the 1990s. Yeah. This is one of the most 90s, yeah. kick-ass, like, get-out-my-flannel, listed STP movies of, of all time. But the other thing, too, is that because of the death of Brandon Lee was such a huge part of the 90s, and really our loss of innocence in that time period. You know, that that it just trumps everything. There is no Halloween in this movie. This movie is only mm-hmm. Brandon Lee, and it's only the that sorrowful, like, what could have been if Brandon Lee had lived to see what this movie would have made, turned, the star it would have turned him into. Um, it's a lot of cool things happening in The Crow, and none of them are Halloween. Once Bitten is not a good film. Uh, we'll talk more about it in the next uh, round, but I move it on. I move it on. Um... <laughs> Jackie, I'm assuming you would have also. Uh, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with wow. everybody um, that that the that Once Bitten is is the movie to, to go through because The Crow is a better movie. I'm gonna tell you right now. I saw The Crow in '94. When did I that come out? It's '94. '94. So I, I'm gonna admit, I was one of those alt girls that was like, I need to be Sarah. Yeah. I bought a skateboard. I begged my mother to let me shave the back part of my head. Like I. <laughs> started to, that's really, like, I mean, that's really when, like, the whole grunge thing, and I'm going to wear layers and chains and the whole, like, I wanted to be Sarah so, so badly. Um, So I agree with what everybody says. The Crow is a better movie. But aside from the fact that, like, okay, they mentioned that, you know, Eric gets married on Halloween and it's the whole Devil's Night thing. It's phenomenal, but it does not really evoke Halloween for me. Whereas Once Bitten absolutely does that way better. And I really like Once Bitten. I don't think it's better than The Crow, but I like it enough to say that it deserves to keep going. So many of these movies on this list have dance interludes. It is bananas As they how much like music video in the middle of the movie I there ever, is. If I ever rule the world, but... every film has a dance. No matter what. 
that doesn't matter what it is, Titanic dances are good. Citizen Kane. They do have a dance. They do have a dance. That's because they knew what they were doing. Um, All right, this one. That's what Bollywood You're still my best girl, Marissa. This is, I can't wait to just hear everything. Um, 1993's The Halloween Tree, with an 84% rating. I was surprised at that. Versus, boom, a Medea Halloween uh, <laughs> from 2016. Oh is this me? It is you. Oh, um, good lord. You know, I had never seen a Medea movie before. This ever? Bracket, That's ever. a hot take, too. Yeah. And yet, I thought I knew Joe what Medea movies were. Joe fan of the show. <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? I'm going to open my critique with a question. You ready? And I want a real answer. I'm going to take over the show for a second. Okay. Who is a less believable hottie for teenage girls? Than Medea? Tyler Perry's the dad, Tyler Perry, in this movie, who all of the daughter's friends think is hot, or Tim Curry as the Grand Wizard of the Horse Witch, who the girls pass around at 8x10 Glossio and swoon, <laughs> and he's there with his high collar, looking every bit as glamorous, and yet every bit of like 40-something years old. Whoa, 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 <laughs> can't handle it. I'm whoa. kidding. But when Tyler Perry, the death, so first of all, the worst Hot. actor in this movie is Tyler Perry when he's being, not being Medea. Like, oh, for sure. It, yeah. The, the Tyler Perry dad I mean, in this movie... Everything he does is bad acting, I would argue. So, this movie was so much worse the than I ever could have even begun to imagine it would be. A, it is not funny at all. And there are plenty of not funny movies in this bracket. This movie, the jokes are just garbage. And you know what's crazy? The first three minutes is actually really funny. The, when I started watching this movie and it was you like those bad those frat boys and there was that back and forth and the frat boys She's are so hilarious. stupid and the girls are so witty and so quick. I'm like, damn, maybe Medea movies are really good and I've been missing out. I'm Just literally kidding. like, wow, what Medea movie will I watch next? Who's to jail? Who's <laughs> I decided in those few minutes that I was going to watch Medea Goes to Jail. Maybe right away. Because maybe I had been missing out. But look at me, pretentious asshole I am. And I didn't just come and enjoy. This was like the worst episode of Scooby-Doo ever made. (laughs) That's what... When you you get to the end of this movie, you're like, if if Hanna-Barbera had fucking hit their heads in the middle of the peak of Scooby-Doo, if all of Scooby-Doo's writers had collectively, including, and then the Harlem Globetrotters showed up, and they fell down and hit their heads, they would still make a better episode, a Scooby-Doo episode that is more thrilling and interesting and less fucking bananasly winding around than Boo, a Medea Halloween is. I was so mad that you made me watch this movie, Marissa. I love how I personally am responsible for the I, fact that you watched no, it. No, because you were, been, willing you were to like, Boo, a Medea Halloween is making this list. I don't want to hear it. Because I'm watching. Literally, my children's middle school has better acting than I saw in this movie. All right, so I, I chuckle a few times at Medea. I think what she... is it up against Halloween Tree? Oh, Halloween Tree is beautiful. Halloween Tree. Halloween Tree is beautiful. Yes, like the Halloween Tree. God, Jackie. Sure. Um, so my, this was my first viewing of Boo. I've, I've seen... You're saying you're wrong. Boo! I've seen Medea Goes to Jail. I personally think that Tyler Perry of Medea is funny. Uh, me Medea, too. The, I will say that it, there was a moment in, in Boo where I legitimately spit my water while I was watching. I had one Jackie good chuckle Jackie had a good moment. time, Joey. I had one good chuckle. And it's at the very beginning when Medea thought the little fat boy was Biggie. And the woman was going to steal the candy. And she's like, watch out, Biggie. Or no, she yeah, goes, watch out. Biggie's going to shoot you, Tupac. And I spit my water. There's some fucking funny lines in that. I thought that was funny. Oh, I, do, I do think Tyler Perry as, as Medea is funny. But all that being said, um, if... If we could find those big comical sunglasses, because that's the size of nostalgia glasses that I have for the Halloween tree. I have been watching that special since it came out in 93. I'm a history nerd. I love Halloween, and that movie was everything for me. Oh, I took a little nappy again during the Halloween tree. This month has been my Bradbury (laughs) month, so I've read um, The October Country. I read The Halloween Tree the other day. It's it's like 150 pages. Super mm. quick read. Read that the other day. Um, and the book is only slightly different. I mean, Bradbury did the script for yeah, The Halloween Tree. Similar. He did the narration for The Halloween Tree. 
Um, and so, yeah, like, this is just me with my giant nostalgia glasses that just will, I will love this movie to the day I die. I watch it all year round, and it just makes me so happy. So there is no oh, competition great. on that one. I, I don't really have much to say. I was going to tell a cute Ray Bradbury anecdote. Oh, do it! When I started at Gammy, uh, the drama department did Fahrenheit 451, <gasps> and he sent our school a signed copy. <gasps> And at the time, it was right before he had died, and I and from what I hear, he was blind. But I guess it's like, you know, whoever his assistant was would just say, "Oh, this school's doing this," and that was like the kind of person that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, to go back with, you know, the the crow being overshadowed, like I don't know, who thinks Medea and thinks Halloween? I mean, it's weird to have a grown man playing Play this right. character. Like he he has Halloween all the time, so mm-hmm. him trying to do Halloween it like cancels each other out. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, that's weird. That's it is, and there's so, there there's so much that's troubling about the Tyler Perry situation, right? Yeah, and, there's been a lot and, written about and, the and, trouble. And in the African-American community, in the idea yeah, of, like, a lot of, like, how so many um, black writers who I have a ton of respect for yeah, have, have, like, tackled with yeah. whether or not Tyler Perry does good or He's bad. It, it, they're just cash grabs. Uh, yeah. Fair, yeah. They're fair. cash grabs, and, and it's almost like he's ignored the responsibility that a lot of people feel like he should have had because he was making so much money, because he was a yeah. filmmaker. Going, he was a black filmmaker. Low-hanging fruit jokes, too. For yeah, right. Like, it's almost like but because there was so much... At the time that Medea was destroying the box office, there was not a lot of other black cinema, right? There, yeah. And, and there was not a lot of lucrative, you know, ticket sales black cinema... And there was, and then, but you know, when you hear Tyler Perry, you can go read Tyler Perry talk about it, and he says, if I didn't make this kind of movie, you know, I wouldn't have had the opportunities to employ so many black actors. I wouldn't have had the opportunities to advance um, the careers of a lot of a, a lot of amazing people in their craft. And he's like, you know, wh- why should we put so much pressure on him to do it? Look at fucking Adam Sandler. You know what I mean? But. I don't know. I had so much trouble with the whole Medea concept. I fell into a rabbit hole about reading about it. Yeah, there's and the, a lot of And the more you read that. about Tyler Perry, the more you kind of don't know you what you it. should do. Yeah. Right? Because in a way, like, his, the problem with Tyler Perry is the problem with the way people view any type of uh, marginalized person trying to make Correct. art in this country. Correct. So. It's a very tricky situation. Only, I think the only justice is he, every time he tries to do anything else, he falls flat on his face. Correct. Any, I know, but I like that with the Alexander Cross. Mm-hmm. And, but strangely, though, Ed, isn't that a testament to why Medea prevails? Because at some point, everybody, no matter who you are, says, "I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go back to the cash." You may pack. not be a millionaire, but you don't have to go to bed at, at night knowing that you're Medea. And I that's know, all you'll but, ever be known for. But how many? That, that, that's quite an album. How many well-respected actors do Passion <laughs> Project? High high ticket project. You can cry into your money into your dry bottles yeah, of money. Tyler Perry could dry his, <laughs> dry his tears his with his money. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, an interesting mashup: 1949's *Ichabod and Mr. Toad*, uh, *The Legend of Sleepy Hollow*, if, as if you if you will, versus 1976's *Kenny and Co*. Jackie, it comes to you. Um, I've never heard of *Kenny and Company*. I was kind of bored with Kenny and Company. That it could honestly, that could be that like I'm a girl, and if this is a coming of age boy story, it kind of goes over my head in certain spots. Like I don't have that hmm. huh, it's an interesting you know? gender politics. Statement. Um, you know, like it was, it was fine. The the, the you know, a little weird that like we're just gonna do some breaking and entering. We're just gonna, you know, yeah, yeah, like it's just, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna scare an old lady in her bed. We're doing home invasion. Yeah. Kenny and Company no, might be the greatest it. home invasion movie in the genre. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> now I gotta go watch it. Right? Um, it's pretty funny because it, it is, is. It is jarring. It's a yeah. Funny yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all all that being said, like I grew up with watching um, mm-hmm. Mr. Toad and and Ichabod. Um, the I I read. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow every year on Halloween. Mm. That has been my tradition for the, like the last ten years or so. So clearly, my my vote is going to go to a, a Disney classic. Ed, you're up. I'm sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> I had to vote for uh, what is it? Uh, Ichabod, Ichabod Mister Toad. Mr. Toad yeah. um, but uh, I loved Kenny and Co. It, I'll go on record saying that the original Bad News Bears is one of my all time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So I like these '70s coming of age movies. But um, what I had to say is is interesting about this movie uh, obviously you see the genesis of phantasm forming and like they make the wrong decision for the lead kid like uh, <laughs> the, the, the kid from phantasm steals every sink and scene that he's in and god what a weird movie 
Like, half in this movie, like, there's a scene where he touches wet oil paint, and this really yes. triggered me because I paint houses. And he's trying to wash the black oil yes. paint off his hands, which will not work. So he's just getting oil paint all over himself. And then, like, half the school has done this, so they're in the nurse's office. And then, like, literally, I can't remember if it's right before or right after it, it's like, where do you think we go when we die? Like, what happens yeah. when we die? And then yeah. it gets, like, oddly philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's such a weird movie. Like, the first 20 minutes are like, this is so-and-so. This is so-and-so. I'm like, really, are we going to do this for yeah, 90 yeah. minutes? Yeah. But almost. It, it somehow panned out to, like, what a weird, inimical, strange movie. Uh, and, I, and I know I said this before we started filming. Like, Don Coscarelli was so much better when he had so little. Mm-hmm. It's like, the more, like, toys you put in his toy box, the, the worse, worse his films get. Right? Yeah. But... Uh, this is such an interesting thing because you see the genesis of Phantasm. Which I love. Yeah. I'm bummed that I missed that. Yeah, and it, it's not very Halloween. That, that's right. all I'm yeah. gonna say. You know, so I, I, you guys mm. all apologize to me because I politicked to get this movie on there. I really wanted to have a very decisively not scary movie on this list because I think that there is a, there is a, there is something about Halloween that's also not scary. You know, that's not about horror movies or even monsters or, you know, anything evil. Um, I, I wanted so badly to force you all to watch this, what I believe is the most dead of the genres, this 70s little boys movie. Like, and, and, the, yeah. and we, we grew up at the perfect time, and I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm the elder statesman of the group, but like, I grew, so maybe I should speak for myself. I grew up at the perfect pocket of time where these 70s growing up movies like The Bad News Bears and The Bad News Bears go to Japan. And yes, even Kenny and Co., were like playing in the morning on like WPIX and WOR in New York City because they were not, they were throwaway movies they were probably cheap to yeah, put on cheap, but yeah. those movies taught me so much about a life that I didn't know because Marissa and I did not grow up in the suburbs we had very little um, suburb experience the first time Marissa and I uh, trick or treated where my grandparents had moved in Lakehurst I hope that you're feeling me because that was I as a full adult. I remember the elation of our first non-West New York Halloween and thinking like, holy shit, this is what people right? are talking about. The real about. world, yeah. Like, we used to go to Bergenline Avenue pennies. in a, and get pennies. And, and literally in a town where we were one of one million, there are one million people living in one square mile in West New York, New Jersey. And we would get butterscotch hard candies. We'd get a shit ton of those strawberry cellophane candies. I did love oh, those. That, that was soft in the middle? Yeah, that was Halloween. Was Halloween was yeah. those. Pennies, pennies maybe you got Mary Jane. I thought that's Jane, what it was. Yeah, if you, you were got, really lucky. Like, if you found a store that was given out given like, fun size Snickers you bars. Pumped. You went in there five times. But little kids just stood around it and kept going back until they were gone. Yeah. And we and were not tough enough to like... Yeah, well, and half the avenue yourself. was like, well, you were younger than me. You were probably tougher than me at that point when you were like six and I was ten. But we all know who yeah, the muscle yeah, of this you were organization the muscle was. of our group. But like, and very quickly people would run out. So she and I would walk for blocks, and we weren't allowed to stay out after dark. Anything. You could only you go for four to five minutes. Couldn't go to anyone's house, yeah, because it was unsafe. People didn't have Most houses. people didn't have houses. They lived in these giant tenement buildings where you know we. It, was, it wasn't viable to walk up and down steps and go and go to these places. And then we went to one trick-or-treat in the suburbs, and we were literally knocked on our asses. It was so awesome. Full-size candy bars, people dressing up in costumes, real kids in yards and walking up to doors and ringing them. And it was like the fact that I did not experience that till I was like 13 years old, 12 years old, was like amazing. And yet... I had these kinds of movies when I was a kid, you know, that like kind of taught me about the suburbs, you know, everybody getting the paint on their hands and, and stuff like that. So there is something to me that feels decisively Halloween about Kenny and Company because Halloween, as I'm going to quote Ed Clark, is a children's holiday and, uh, you know, it deserves a children's movie. And this is not just a children's movie. It's the kind of children's movie you never, ever see anymore isn't it kind of like a california movie too yeah because as i'm thinking yeah. like bad news bears mm. like that's so california it is very california and i guess i just thought of that as like the suburbs but i don't think i had the worldly enough view to know that that was on the other side yeah, of the yeah, country yeah. you know i just thought it just existed beyond In west burbs, new york right, you know what no, i mean yeah anything um, beyond west new york was just the burbs. <laughs> right, right, the like burbs. The blanket but, burbs. 
Um, I don't know. So I, I want that. With that said, though, I, you can't compare this to Ichabod. Uh, Ichabod and Mr. Toad is such a... Yes. An, a Great version. Possibly of one of the most Yala. autumnal films of all time. So um, mm-hmm. I, I also do not vote for Kennedy and Company, but I'm glad I forced you guys to watch it. And yeah, you know what, by the way... Is Phantasm, isn't Phantasm just a coming-of-age story, too? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and it's such a boy's coming-of-age yeah. story. Let's talk about another unique sex symbol, Reggie. Yeah. Yeah, Phantasm. I was just going to oh say, I'm like, God. Reggie what? makes it real. Oh, my God. What the heck? I could do an entire awesome episode on it. Yeah, yeah. I could do, yeah, I could do a whole episode boy, on Reggie. like, the women love Reggie Let yeah. me know, in those movies. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, um, the next bracket is what I would call, if anybody's interested in giving Marissa her perfect date night, because oh. it is Worst Witch... Versus House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me where Switch was going to get to Midnight Hour. I thought your head was going to explode. No, I would have okay. I would have right, fucked with the bathroom. I would have fucked. Oh, yeah, that would have been. I she been like, would, we would have got a definitely different story at the beginning of this yeah, night. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> it would have been. Guys, I've been to the bathroom and I don't care. <laughs> pretty, pretty accurate. That wasn't me, you guys, talking. I don't want anybody at home to be confused. Bodacious <laughs> boobies, sis. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the worst Definitely line in this whole bracket. Oh, Am I wrong? Oh, so cringy. Tell me I'm wrong. So cringy. So cringy. God, sorry. All right, so yeah, so Worst Witch and House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, Worst Witch doing 78% of the, of the rating. I was so impressed and deserves every bit of that rating. Versus, of course, House of a Thousand Corpses from 03 getting only 42.5 because hate is going to hate yeah. on Rob Zombie, boy. And maybe rightfully so. Who knows? <laughs> Speaking of haters, who's going to hate on Rob Zombie? Ed, you're up. <laughs> Do you think I'm going to vote for a terrible remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. I, I think I've said everything I need to say. About Rob? That's about Rob Zombie. I'm okay. It puts more um, switch through. Does Feruza Balk, like, her face is so 90s, so right? 90s. Like, doesn't she just look like the 90s? Oh, she God, does. She God, does look her. like the 90s. Yeah. I, oh, God. She's, yeah. I love her so much. Me too. <laughs> And Strangely, so does Brandon Lee, though. They should be like the homecoming. Oh my God, uh, King, King and Queen, and Queen of, of the 90s. I gotta put Winona Ryder there. I think. Oh I think God. for me, yeah. Winona Ryder is more She's 90s. She's the homecoming queen in the 90s. Yeah. I see for like, Feruza Balk. Like I, my, I know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like oh, the craft. Honestly, Return to Oz is my first Ooh. go-to Feruza Balk. I don't, love. Don't trigger Return me by bringing up that movie. <laughs> um, that's my go-to. You're that right. Is my she's go-to. more like early 2000s because she's in more. Mm-hmm. Like one of my all-time favorite movies, almost famous. Yeah, but that yeah. movie kind of feels like a '90s movie, doesn't it? It does. Wait, is it a '90s movie? Is it '98? I need to look. Are you sure that's not a '90s movie, guys? I think that might be. Let me look. Love that. Two thousand. Yeah, it's like right on the cusp. We did this on your podcast with like the generation divide. Like to me, Winona is kind of an '80s girl. Me too, in my head. That's what's weird. Even though those early '90s films, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She right. definitely crosses over. She's in Reality like, Bites, yeah. too, right? Yeah, that's that's like Heather, Heather's is in the late yeah. 80s, right? And Reality Heather's Bites is so yeah. 90s for me. Oh, Reality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe? Um, so, I, I have a unique viewing experience here because two people I'm very close to and two people whose opinions I trust a lot are on two sides of the spectrum on Rob Zombie, and I had never seen a Rob Zombie movie hmm. before this uh, bracket. Interesting. Um, no, that's not true. I watched a good solid 40 minutes of the Halloween Rob Zombie movie. Oof. I'm sorry. Um, and <laughs> I was really impressed, not knowing anything about Rob Zombie, I was really impressed by the color. You and I had this conversation. I was like, he man, the colors are, well. he has the good colors are very, he are very he vibrant. He should just do like scary. haunted houses for Spirit of Halloween or something. That's really we, about it. Th- there's a lot. You <laughs> and I have talked a lot about color theory in horror movies yeah. and how colors create this sort of like visceral experience mm-hmm. when you're watching and a movie. And he does do that well. And that, that movie films. was not good for the 45 minutes I watched, but I was very moved by the colors because I thought the colors were very reminiscent of 70s horror. It's just sort of uh, 70s, 80s like, feeling. Like a haze. So it creates almost like a haze. Um, I know he how much he hates Ram Zabi. I know how much you're a sympathist, uh, sympathizer of Ram Zabi. So, I p- watched 31 first, yeah. and completely and consummately hated it. Yeah, hated it. But the first 25 minutes of House of a Thousand Corpses film. was really freaking good. I agree. I mean, I really liked it, and much like Medea, I'm in my head going, shit. Maybe Rob Zombie falls off into Ed's world instead of starting where Ed is. And then the movie just turned into the biggest ripoff of Texas Chainsaw Massacre I have ever seen. It's not just the end, though. It's from the middle on. And, my God, Dwight Schrute is in this fucking movie. I didn't know that. Amazing. 
canceled. And Chris Hardwick, who's had canceled. Yeah. <laughs> he's oh, not I know. canceled. He's he? not canceled. He's not. Yeah, he didn't do anything that bad. Yeah, I don't no, think. No, I don't think. He, I think they keep. He, he, got, he came back. He yeah. came back. Well, he, well it's he because all the, the all the accusations against him were proven false. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. It kind of sucks too well, because Hardwick. you know he's the so other nerdist. weird part of that, right? The woman that he's with now is a Hearst. That adds like the whole like, oh, do they still uh, control the media? I know. Uh. Yeah, that's why I was like, mm. well, I don't, I idiot, don't. idiot, which is his new podcast, is not the nerdist. I've tried so hard to get into it, but Nerdist was like Chris Hardwick so me the wrong way. ahead of his time. Ahead of his time. I mean, Nerd, Nerdist introduced no, me to I, podcasting before podcasting. Felt I like. see, and he hit like I have grapes with his podcast, but anyway. That's you want to talk about a guy who looks like the '90s to me, though, too? Chris Hardwick. What he singled out, Chris Hardwick. Yeah, oh he had the perfect oh. '90s. Back when Jenny McCarthy was actually cool. <laughs> I know. Oh. He's a fake Stupid nerd. Ass. He is a fake nerd. That's my that, issue with him. I used to watch Attack of the Show, and it, Olivia Munn started there, mm-hmm. and that was so disingenuous. Yeah, because they're both. Oh, I don't even know what that is. I used, used to watch to be it on G4. It was like, oh. it I think was like bullsh- my first it was like bullshit, right? It yeah. was like you—you you were is. not the kid. You were not the actual nerds that the rest of us yeah. had to endure. See, like, I just like, like Nerdist. Well, maybe, but Nerdist was just bringing popular culture people in and doing the kind of interview that like Mark Maron does now. So one of and Mark Maron does better than yeah, Mark the Maron is the but Joe Rogan for left wing. Thank you, yeah. I agree. One of the my biggest gripes about Chris Hardwick and everything he did was he he made he pretended that most of us didn't have to endure incredible hardship to be into the things we were into our whole lives. Like as a girl who was a gamer, a horror fan, a fucking giant Star Wars geek, a giant whatever geek, Chris and good for good for nerds today that they're cool. But fuck, man, I, I, I get annoyed at how he pretends that that wasn't a thing and that he mm. bought it into the cool, like, I don't know, I agree, fake nerd, go fuck yourself. But okay, well, anyway, I love House of a Thousand, House of a Thousand Corpses. Corpses loses all of its vibe yeah. about 35 minutes in. Everything <laughs> that I was grooving with at the beginning of the movie goes away. Have you watched Devil's Rejects? No, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't seen that care one. To. You don't you like have? that one? I think that one's a good oh, man. Like, in his weird stuff with his wife. I know. The fetishization of, of Sherry Moon. And it's, it's. I mean, I'm dude. It's sweet. So, who's Sherry? Sherry is 100%. Odd. It's odd. She and she's the burlesque. Dude, the, the oh, monsters the is yeah. so she's bad, dude. Baby. Like, yeah. the monsters, the I can't even defend. It was it's fucking unwatchable. I didn't even know that came out. Atrociously unwatchable. And you know, I'm, I will Where try to. It didn't come out. It was. It's on Netflix. Netflix. It's so fucking bad. They buried it. Like Belarus or something. It's not America. Pe- people need to go back to watching trailers because the point <laughs> of a trailer is to hear some snippets of the movie, decide if you want to watch it yeah. or not. No, I... And I watch a trailer, and if I don't like the trailer and I don't think it's going to be interesting, I don't watch the movie. No, and that's what happened I with the monsters. I will be loyal to like I don't give a things. fuck about this genre and what I'm supposed to represent. I like what I like, and I cause I've gotten so much shit for not watching stuff. As you should. Because if I you watch a trailer, you have a, a trailer, fucking podcast. You have an obligation oh. to our brand. Oh, okay. Ha- hang on, I'm going <laughs> to wow. be a podcaster. Wait, let me be a podcaster. All right. Um, so I guess you. Anyway, worse fuckers. Two worst witch, you would also go worse witch. Of Jackie. course, I think that House of a Thousand Corpses, National National Corpses, National Corpses. Oh my God, Nick Cage, Nick Cage, and in a zombie movie. That's a movie. Nick Cage in a Rob Zombie movie. Let's do it. Nick Cage versus the Fireflies. House of a Thousand Corpses, and I've said this before. It is a terrible Texas Chainsaw ripoff, and it's also like a giant glorified music video. Yeah. Like I, I that's don't. Fair. That's but fair. all that being said, I enjoyed The Devil's Rejects, but that's like the hard only one me. that I like. I I don't I know really why. I liked the first yeah. half hour of this movie though. Yeah, I, mean, I really really liked it. I love Captain Spaulding. I yeah. love mm-hmm. Lars Lee. Yeah. I love. There's it, a it, lot it of things. It felt it felt mm-hmm. like uh, fearless and and and. Sid and, Haig's a great uh, a fun guy to watch. Yeah, it, it felt bold yeah. and like cool. His and movies then it just aren't. Stopped. They're not fun. He just needs me. someone to help him write the story. It's, so, like, I, I watched, what was it, Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre 3. You ever see that one? Leatherface? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. original one from, like, 89. <laughs> and it's dumb, it's nasty, and it's gross, but I had fun yeah. with it. And I can never say when I watch Rob Zombie that I'm having fun. Right, right. And that's important. Um, no, that's fair. And I actually see it's funny to say I really have fun with this film. I think it's... 
uh, to me, I think House of a Thousand Corpses is a good Halloween movie because it takes place on Halloween night. It has a lot to do with them giving their sacrifice on. They all dress up at the table. I think there's so many interesting characters in this film. Every one of the Firefly family members is creepy and an homage to a character from a classic horror movie in the best ways. I think sometimes I think that I, I get why everybody hates Rob Zombie, but I do really like Devil's Rejects for what it was. I do like this film for what it was. Other than that, I have a hard time defending much of his other stuff. I actually, and this is a hot take that I know I stand alone with, I really like his ver- his take. The first half like of the his take on Halloween I thought was fucking awesome. The part where he's a little kid to mm-hmm. me was such a fascinating look at like the psychology of a sociopath, whatever. Then it shits the bed after that. But And like most of his films, they shit what? No, no, keep going. Oh, they just shit the bed after the first yeah, half. Yeah, you, you definitely disagree with what she just right? Yeah, yeah that's I, fair. I a lot of you, people don't you like You broke that. the character. He's just evil. And I don't want to feel sorry for him or sympathize with him, so I think that's... Mm, I thought it was an interesting take on it. Yeah, sometimes, like, less is more. And we don't need to You're know... You're on that train, yeah. too. Yeah, you don't want to that know. We don't that. need that's to know That's why you made a good backstory. choice with Hell House, because they give well, the whole Well, that's like backstory. the Phantom Menace, right? Yeah. You like Darth Vader? You want to see him as a little boy? No. No, no. you don't. <laughs> right. You definitely don't. I agree. I, see, and I, like, I fucking love, like, I love all of this. Like, I love Andor. I love the fucking Obi-Wan show. Like, I'm just like, give me some fucking content. It's like having a nice bowl of the, your best fucking favorite soup. Uh-oh, you, you said get... the bad word. What? Content. Oh. That's what it feels good. like to me. Oh, I don't know. I love it. I love it all. All right, so Worst Witch makes it through, which I'm not bad about, as we know. Um, Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses, unfortunately, does not. Next one, uh, Halloween Town from 1998, which I missed at its first as its first live yeah. go-around. Versus, oh boy, here we go. I can't even try to do a Hubie Halloween. I can't even try to do his voice, <laughs> because just try to impersonate it makes me boy. fucking angry. Barbara Boucher. You guys know. Hubie Halloween's 2020, which goddamn you all for even making me put this fucking garbage on this list. Shut up, pumpkin garbage. <laughs> All right, um, and I think we're to you for this one. No, so, no, he's no. Like Joey. Okay. Joey, go ahead. Dumbest one ever. Yeah. Um, this is Hubie Halloween and what? Halloween what? Town, nineteen ninety eight. Disney, Jeez. a Disney, a Disney joint. Um, <laughs> this geez. is a very benign. You know what's bracket. crazy is I feel exactly the same about both of right, these movies, which I just yeah. don't care. Which is that I don't feel anything right. for them. Hundred um, percent. On one hand, I could be like, well, one of them has Debbie Reynolds in it, and the yeah. other one that's doesn't. A so, that's yeah. you know, that's a positive. That's a positive. One also, of them doesn't have Adam Sandler being really fucking ridiculous. Yeah, uh, and Adam Sandler <laughs> is really ridiculous. I will say this: I I hate Adam Sandler movies. I've stopped watching them after like. Right, yeah, can we put a caveat that like Adam Sandler's the worst only after like Billy Madison? Because I will stand. No, Billy I loved Madison Billy forever. Madison. <laughs> I loved Happy Gilmore, but then after that, I don't care. And the, all these movies with like him. And Kevin James and all that. I, I don't. They're I can't believe it. And Rob Mickey Schneider and doing that. ethnic characters. Like all the, especially now it's streaming. Like just streaming just lends itself to the whole like Adam Sandler thing. Ugh. And and it, and they just come out in rapid succession. And I don't give a crap. Correct. Hubie Halloween charmed me though, in a way God that Adam Sandler doesn't often charm me. Um, I thought it How had. Did you, I had to put the captions on. I couldn't understand what the fuck he was saying. No, I agree. That's true. I I, I watched a terrible accent. Yeah, I was saying we permanently. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm just old. So anyway, um, I I think uh, I I'm gonna because I'm gonna not vote for it. I'm Ugh. gonna say that I found more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I think charm. There was a so little cringy. bit more charm in this movie than in most Adam Sandler movies. My kids liked it, and I felt like it was as close as I've seen him come to actually having a sense of the culture of yeah, what he was trying to talk about. Some of my He's dog's so toned poops out. Right. also are easy to scoop up, and I therefore enjoy those more than the rest of the poops, but they're all still shit, Joe. And, and on that note, I will vote for <laughs> Halloween Town. Thank you. You did um, the right thing. <laughs> kind of feel the same way about this bracket. Yeah, it's I one. I didn't have Disney Channel growing up, so I did not have the like oh my god, remember Halloween Town? Also coming out in 1998, I'm like about to be a senior in high school. It's, or no, that's yeah, that's yeah. senior year of high school. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just yeah. like yeah, like I, and again, so I didn't grow up with it. Um it was cute. I liked it, you know, for what it was. It was a fun little Disney Channel whatever. Uh I liked Hubie Halloween more than I thought I would, mm-hmm. but that's not saying a lot because I'll never watch it again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thank God Netflix has that 
one time, you know, one point five times speed, so I can speed it up <laughs> a little bit to get through it quicker. Um, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's if, if if the point of the bracket is to vote for one, uh, Halloween Town. The bracket is indeed yeah. to vote for one. That could be a slogan. <laughs> Um, Ed, it doesn't matter, it but... It doesn't matter, yeah. but, you know, it's Netflix versus Disney, right? Yeah. And this is the point where, like, Disney is entirely creatively bankrupt, mm-hmm. right? They've gone, or the Return to Oz, or yeah. the Something Wicked This Way comes. I don't know. Uh, or what Or what Disney calls its dark period, though. Yeah. Like, yes. these movies we love were Disney's low point. You know, oh, yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, the the Little Shop of Horror guys. Uh, Rick Moranis. No, no, no. The guys who made uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, Ashman and uh, oh, Mankin. Uh, Howard Ashman and Alan Mankin come in and, in effect, end that time period, right? Yeah. Because Little Mermaid just turns everything on its head. And they're, oh my God, they're both geniuses. Okay, what an right, amazing right, thing. So, but right. they end that time that we love about Disney when it was a little bit edgy. It's a, it a little darker. Creepy. Yeah, it was a little, a little creepy. creepy. No, the only interesting thing. And then, what was it, the 90s? Uh, the David Lynch Disney movie, The Straight Story. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Oh my God. It doesn't matter. I don't really have to vote, right? The yeah. It doesn't matter. It's Halloween Town. All right. You Fair know what would be cool, though? Adam Sandler in, like, an edgy horror movie, like, like One Hour Photo. Rob yeah. Because oh. I bet he'd play, like, a great I like no, he's, I, I think he's gems. good. Dude, or Uncut you know what else? Um, punch, punch Drunk punch Love. Love. I enjoyed, yeah. yeah. Did you guys not see Uncut Gems? No, I saw Uncut Gems. Did you see Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was all right. I thought I it was like great. I wasn't gonna like write home about it. I enjoyed more the Pattons than that one. Patton Oswalt? No, uh, Robert Pattinson. Oh, Robert Pattinson. Um, this next one is what made me lose sleep, and fuck you all because I know how this Tell is gonna end. Tell me it's not Lady and White versus Midnight Hour. No, it's even worse. It's the Midnight Hour, uh, which anybody who listens to the show knows my personal emotional attachment to. From 1985, the ABC uh, uh, made-for-TV movie distribution company versus. Trick or Treat from 1986. Oh. Fuck you, universe. <laughs> yeah, this is a tough one. Jackie, you have to live with me for the next 40, 30, 50, 50 years, of our lives. years in our lives. No, you know what? You, you don't have to worry because as much as I did enjoy Trick or Treat, um, and it was the, good. Mi- the Midnight too. Hour holds a very special place oh, in my heart because I had never, I had never yeah. heard of the Midnight Hour <laughs> until you introduced me to it. Of course, because um, you're you know, normal. <laughs> <laughs> and we watched it, and I remember Aww. my favorite thing. I just so obviously, let's skip to the end. My vote is for the Midnight Hour. My favorite thing about the Midnight Hour <laughs> is hug. that. During the song, um, I'm, dead. I'm Dead, You're Dying, You're it's a good song. It's even better if you speed it up and yes, make it like a fun yeah, little so dance. Really it's like a jam <laughs> yeah. when you speed it up. Because, like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah I'm fair. dead, yeah. you're dying, blah, blah. Yep. But and then you, when you get a jam, I'm, I'm dead, dead, you're dying. dying. Like no, yeah, dead. Like you dead. Dead. It's <laughs> so much better. Seriously, give yourself the courtesy of doing it that way. For a movie that is, in essence, a race to a race against time, movie if you're rooting for Lucinda and the Ghouls which I am why do they spend so much time dancing around they literally only have hours they know how to have a good time do not hold that against them ghouls do just want to have fun ghouls just want to have fun I'm down to ghouls for life Um, but yeah also again like there's like the little bit of history and lore of the town it's just adorable you got a Louise yeah, you, you got a belly oh day. Let's not even get into Let's what you got. This is royalty. This is right. This is television royalty. The other Van Patten. Everyone, everyone, the Van Patten. Every once in a great while, a movie goes along and changes the way. Ah, no, you did not use that line. Marissa, eight is <laughs> enough. First of all, eight <laughs> is enough. There's seven in my family. I'm not going eight. I'm going eight. Eight is enough. You're towing that line, buddy, so just yeah, I'm you not, better I'm not admitting it. <laughs> Sorry. We're getting excited. It's like, Sorry, what? Yeah. You probably watched Midnight Hour 1 to be like, really horrified by this All right, thing. anyway. All right. Sorry, So Jack, that's one. Go. I think we're going to get Trick or Treat here. And yeah. Right? I'm going to vote to have that one eliminated. And trick or Treat? Yeah. And, wow. And uh, it's, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I it a lot. I did, too. I just didn't think it felt very Halloween. Yeah, it, that's yeah. fair. It, uh, it was better than I expected it to be, though. It was fun. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I think the elephant in the room with that is like, holy crap, Duffer Brothers saw this and ripped yeah. it Thank off. you. You said that, Yeah, right? I said that, that in our in our chat, I said that everybody, like, Did you want to romanticize, yeah. like, the heavy metal culture of the 80s? The Ed in Trick or Treat, like, that's, that's really what Eddie Munson is. Eddie, Eddie Munson, Munson is not this, like, No, that's handsome, like 2022 You know, Munson, like, right? yeah, like, that's, no, that's it, romanticize it. Skippy from Family yeah, Ties. Exactly. <laughs> that's who it was! Yeah, yeah. Thank you! Yeah. And the, I knew and that guy, and, and I couldn't think of it. the director is from uh, American Graffiti. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Charles, yeah. Uh, what's oh. oh, Link, Link. The Charles. Linklater? Is that no. who that is? Um, no, that that's what, Richard. What a great, oh, Richard, that's what, what a great irony that these two Ooh. movies are going up against each other. Because yeah. I think both of these movies have a lot of American graffiti in them. Oh, interesting. Midnight Hour legitimately has the Wolfman yeah. Jack o- over. I don't know what oh my god! Call the, it. I can't even talk about it. Oh my god! The first time I saw that, that made me crap my pants because I was not expecting that. Right, when he when just see- jumps into the beginning, like, "You got me, baby!" Like, yeah, you're like, "What the hell?" If I just happened. But anyway, both of these movies have a lot of American graffiti in them. A lot and. Go ahead. I don't want to step on your toes. Uh, Gene Simmons, right? He's the yeah. DJ in, in Trick He's Trick. doing. He said in an interview that he was doing a Wolfman Jack. Right. There's so many parallels with these movies mm-hmm. that you know, I didn't even think about before. Yeah. It's not a very good impression. No. 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 It's no, about but, as good as mine. But did you like Gene Simmons for the first time in your life when you watched this movie? I know. No. Whoa. No. no I was like crazy. No. I could never say I that. I hate Gene Simmons. Yeah. But I was like, wow, he's strangely tolerable. I don't know you had such strong feelings about him. I, I was saying, I don't, I don't have feelings charade. one way or another. Wow, even, not even Beth. Uh, Beth will hit me no, right Beth, yeah, <laughs> Beth is, but Beth is not even really a kiss song. Beth is such a good song. song. But whatever, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I, Ozzy's cameo was a lot more fun. Uh, than agreed. I yeah, loved, that was loved so loved Ozzy's cameo. I really liked this These movie. These evil people. <laughs> did this, did, I don't know where he was. I'm assuming, did this movie happen after... D. Schneider goes in front of the Congress. Parents, music, Tipper yeah, Gore. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because ha- I was going to say, I'm assuming that they. Well, yeah. It's before Tipper Gore. It did have but... a moment that I had to rewind because I was like, what the heck? Like, I was trying to understand the logic of when they bring the rock star guy back there to was life. Definitely and he, like, comes into the room. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. It was when he fell in the toilet. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? Why is it's he in the so toilet? totally and weird. Like, the toilet's like electrocuting him or something. And I'm like, why? I, I don't confused. understand. Yeah. Why is this happening? I mean, if Lost Boys can the kill lo- someone in a bathtub, the I guess logic we can, of it. We can kill someone in the toilet. There was legitimately funny moments. In there the, were. And first of all, <laughs> do you not have ears, dildo? I mean, Doug Savant so is the Johnny from Karate Kid of 80s yeah. bullies. I, I never have seen someone jump so high on the list as Doug Savant in that in that movie. There's a lot of creative uses of the word dildo on this bracket, Which I'm by the way. Here oh, God, that's like, and there's so many great When you lines. watch Murder Party, it's like every other line. It's something's being called a dildo. Yeah, dildo. It is. <laughs> <laughs> this dildo. Um, anyway. I think I need to start. Go ahead. Dildo's more. That's all it... I just... I enjoyed it a lot. It just didn't feel very Halloween. No, like even yeah, the yeah. one, like the one party sequence that should have felt like should Halloween. Should have felt super. They Halloween. were in that pool, right? Yeah. And that and that kind of uh, it just didn't feel very Halloween. No, no. that's fair. It doesn't need to happen on Halloween. The only thing mm-hmm. that has to do with Halloween is that um, trash is that his name or whatever. What's the, what's Gene Simmons' name? And it's oh, something stupid like remember. that. Is like oh, I'm gonna play this at midnight on Halloween. Otherwise, there's literally almost nothing um, yeah. that has to do with Halloween. However. What a bananas movie. And uh, interesting, uh, like, I feel like I want to do it for the show. I feel like there's a lot of layers with yeah. trick, well, trick or Treat. There are a lot of layers. Like, because... Like he's so sympathetic, the main characters. This happens that. before Tipper Gore. But this happens in the middle of... Do you guys remember the, the suicide solution? Ozzy goes before Congress hmm. over a song called on Diary of a Madman called Suicide Solution. Which is technically an anti-suicide song. He wrote because of a friend killed, killed himself. And um, it's a heavy metal song with the word suicide in it. And so it okay. was the reason yeah. they never bothered. Led Zeppelin yeah. had a similar issue around the same time, if you guys remember this, in which someone said if you play Stairway to Heaven backwards, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's satanic. Yeah. And a, a, a kid you know, turned to Satanism and wound up dying yeah. and blamed Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin went before Congress about music censorship. This is the round prior to the Tipper Gore thing um, coming in the, in the early 90s. So, and but, okay, all that said, I think this movie is almost like an anti-heavy metal movie. 
Because it justifies it. Like the witch. Yeah. The witch, like, with crucible, like, it it says, no, wait, there is Satan. Actually, yeah. And these guys, yeah, play your record backward and use your instructions. And I love the witch. I love the idea of their action. I don't know. I'm not sure that it's. Oh, yeah, I like both. I just, (laughs) God forbid, I showed that in class. Oh, my God, yeah, the kids would. It would ruin every theme of, yeah. But Salem itself, and this is where it also fits with the Midnight Hour. The town of Salem itself, which obviously the midnight hour is lampooning, right, at Pitchford Cove, is supposed to be Salem, um, has yeah. that problem. And I know you guys, you know, have been up there. It's a bit, it's a, you know, mm-hmm. Halloween town, USA, but it, it shouldn't be. Really, Salem should be the least There's Halloween town really, in all of America. Yeah, it's puritanical. Because there it is something be. really uneasy about the way it, they juxtapose the modern, goofy commercial shit of Halloween with the fucking travesties of... It, there is. There's something uneasy uh, There's something, something really about, wrong about it. And about you know, when Salem. you see that little witch hunter's museum in the midnight hour, there are those wax museums in Salem, know, all over I'm, Salem. Yeah. But, the, but the problem with Salem, and this is what makes it similar to the Tyler Perry issue that we were discussing earlier... Because witches moved to Salem, actual Wiccan women, men and women who wanted to practice Wicca, moved to Salem in great number. Yeah. So that's the yin to the yang of like Salem is obviously capitalizing off of the wrong story. There were no fucking witches in Salem. There were no witches. You have to get that theme out of it. Because if you don't get that theme out of it, you miss the most important point, and that is is that we are fucked up. Our humanity and what happens when our imagination runs away with itself will be the fucking end of us. Well, can't you argue they're taking it back now? Like, that's how I feel. That is it. I would argue that. That's the problem. That's That's what makes it so complex. Because if it was just white men right. it's capitalizing like, look off at Scott, of the... Look at Salem the, Horror Fest is run by a transgendered it is. fucking Wiccan queen. Like, Some of the coolest, most like outlier, marginalized people live in Salem and that's and what makes it so complicated. And I also think it's such a fuck you to all of the misogyny and the fucking bullshit of the, the fucking persecutions and all that shit that I love. I'm but here for take it. a bunch of high school kids there, pay twelve fifty to go into the witch museum, and then have them walk out and try to explain the crucible yeah, to but them. Even you are if fucking one their the, heads up. No, no, but if one of the 50 will fucking get it, and that's yeah. what makes it worth it, but right? Like, it there's is, that one it's true, kid but who it's gets hard. It. It's you a could, hard sell. You could say the same about the, the sell. 100%. Yeah. Because the sell almost always generates, like, the most interesting music and writing, and they, and, but they're dealing more with, with so much, racism yeah. and oppression mm-hmm. there. Salem is fighting that fight. That's, and, well, and that's uniquely it. American. And heavy metal music is fighting that fight. And these two movies give really fucked up interpretations of that fight when mm. you really think about it. Because The Midnight Hour is trouble. You know, but I love it as much as you do. But it basically pins all of the bad shit on the two black people on the, in the movie. Witch, yeah. And like, so let, I, I want to say well, it. Yeah, we have Midnight Hour coming. That, but we, we Heavy Metal has the that. same problem. Trick or Treat has the same problem. Where when the credits roll, you're like, wait a minute, so Heavy Metalists are satanic. But that's that's and, the irony of horror. Right, is yeah. that it's it's right wing. Correct. You know, it's like if you if you go and you do drugs in the woods and have sex, the avenging <laughs> angel die. of God yes. is going to kill you. <laughs> so and true. then so many of the movies so are true. the sexual other is going to kill you. Yeah. Why did Norman Bates kill you? Because he wants to dress up and be his mother. Yeah. Ooh, he's oh, weird, right? Right. right. Yeah. They're Unless so conservative. You're once it's bitten, where sex actually saves you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And how it and, follows and a lot of yeah. fabulous uh, production design. Yeah. Such an interesting yeah. fucking. That's my favorite modern horror movie. Me too. It's one of my favorites because it fucking points the it it shows the lens of how fucking important this the fucking social satire of it all is. Fucking love that movie. So Midnight Hour moves on, but I'm I'm it's super good. glad I rewatched Woo, Trick I or Treat. I sweat a little bit there. Woo. I'm super glad I rewatched Trick or Treat. I don't think I ever because when it. I saw yeah, Trick this or Treat, my first viewing of it. When I saw Trick or Treat as a teenage kid, I was just like, yeah, Ozzy's in it, and there's like you know, <laughs> you have to vaporize its people. You know, I didn't yeah. get any of the like giant anthropomorphic <laughs> lizard man that girl with headphones on. Yo, how similar is the demon in the car in Trick or Treat to the demon in the mirror in Night of the Demons? Are they oh, both for sure. Dragons? <laughs> like, what is that? Both of them are so weird. Yeah. They're like the, skull dragons? When you base the, the devil tarot card, right? I, oh, know. is the yeah, yeah, I guess that's true, right? I don't know. Alright, so to round up our uh first thirty-two, we are gonna finish up with Hocus Pocus. Oh. The 1993 classic versus Lady in White, the 1988. Sorry, Joe. I don't know how this is going to go, y'all. And I believe it it starts with you. No, no. Yeah, this one's you. No, I just did the last. I started the night. Sorry, 
Oh. I'm terrible at this game. I'm gonna have to go with Hocus Pocus. Yeah. And, and, and I, the Lady in White is charming, and and Bonkers. I can see why it's become kind of like a cult classic, but it's a, it's a mess. It really um, is. Because like, it's, it's trying for so much. Like, it's making a commentary on, like, racism. Um, I hate to say, like, the the entire opening is off. The tone is so a little off. I can't figure out the tone of this movie, same my life. The, the older brother's weird, you know? Really and he does weird. that weird thing where he holds the little brother down and he says something like he's going to, like, kiss him or something. And then, like, the kid falls in the cement. Oof. And it's off-putting. And then, you know, so obviously we're going to talk about the, the racial politics of it. It feels like To Kill a Mockingbird. you got this yeah. weird adult uh, serial killer killing children a la, yeah. like, Night of the Hunter. Yes. And then, um, oh, man, I lost what I was going to say. There, there, there's also just silliness in it And then as there's, well. like, the one defender of the marginalized person who's basically, they literally say, oh, we're going to scapegoat. Like, the police officer literally is like, yeah. well, we're going to scapegoat him because he's black. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, oh then know. I remember. And then, the, then it's also trying to be a commentary on, like, an immigrant story because, like, the grandparents it's are, like, Italian, super Italian. Yeah. And it's a lot. It and a lot. it is a lot. It's an interesting... <laughs> trope. She's like, it's spicy meatball. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, yeah. the fuck? Yeah. But was it good? Yeah, that, that, you know, and that, and I, 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 I sat and I thought about it. I was like, that was not very good. No, no, no. But I agree. I'm glad I watched so, it. So yes. Yeah. So obviously, Hocus Pocus is the is the It's a Wonderful Life of Halloween. So Hocus Pocus <laughs> for me has to go through. It's but a bold let, statement. <laughs> let me be let me be the defender of the Lady in White, which was which was a which was a movie that I feel like I championed on this bracket as well because. When you miswrote it on the thing, I like had a little. I'm, so, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, apologies. I love this movie for for all its warts and all, and and I just think it's such a. It's again the kind of movie you just don't see anymore. There was so much that I didn't say about Kenny and Company for the interest of time, but one of them was that the the, the thing about death in Kenny and Company makes it very Halloweeny, right? Mm-hmm. And what I love about The Lady in White is that you just don't see children's movies like this anymore. I think this is intended to be a children's movie. Yes. But it's a children's movie from the late 80s that just would never yeah. play today. When you watched it, you came into my office, you were like, there's no way you can market that movie. It's, no. a, it's an unmarketable movie. Yeah. And it is. It would never get made. Even with streaming, it would never get made today. Well, imagine if you had to do an elevator pitch for it. You can't. What because, would you say? Because it's so many it's things. Literally impossible. But what, but what it definitely is is a, is like one of the most beautiful passion projects I've ever seen. It also is where we get one of the greatest DPs of that time period of film. I would like to have seen it on a better quality. I'd watch yes. it on YouTube. I'd really I, like to see it like on a restored yeah, version. Great. That movie in the theaters must have been a fucking revelation. Because Titanic, which has shares a DP with this movie, is a gorgeously shot movie. Say what you want about that. And who's that? Uh, the, who's is. the boss lady? She just has a great face. She yeah, really Catherine Hammond. Yeah. She's wonderful. Yeah, she she self that this when she's getting she goes from like spooky. She scared the shit out of me yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, so when I saw when when I realized later that she was Mona, I was like Mona, Mona, you know, Mona. You know I couldn't believe it. Mona. That she to me she was the the ghost in Lady in White. She just scared the fuck out of me. They do so many shots where she's on the periphery of the shot, and it's so creepy. It reminds me of uh, when the Wicked Witch of the West is on the corner of that shot, panning back from the apple orchard, and you think like shit. This is why MGM was just, mm-hmm. you know. This is why that's the golden age of film. Like, Wait, it's so scary so you s- that she's that you're pulling back and you're seeing the villain, or at that time you, you saw it when you villain. were a kid. Right? Yes. So to me, this feels like a movie that if I saw when I was a kid, I feel like people wouldn't believe me that it was real. Deeply affected me. Right. right as like a kid. it would be like a. It would be like. And I'll, again, I'm older enough than you guys to have seen it as a kid. Yeah. To it to have that it scared me as a kid. Like uh, mine is the White Buffalo. I don't Charles know Bronson. That. It's such yeah. a weird movie, and like he's hunting this gigantic albino buffalo, oh, and he's I got like steampunk like goggles, yeah, yeah, and like yeah. I felt like I was like the only person that saw it. <laughs> and then right. when I lived in Philly, there was this great story where we like hired a handyman, and like we're talking, and he like randomly brings it up, and I was like, oh, you mean this movie? And I pulled it out from a shelf, <laughs> and he looked at me like, yeah, who like you're weird, dude. That, like, no, that's so why true. Why do you have this? And that's. I think that's the midnight hour yeah, for us too, because I really I felt like we who, were the only two in the who world who loved that movie. But so getting back to Lady White, yes, good point. I didn't know what you meant at first, but yes, 
Like, like you think that you're experiencing it in solidarity. Yeah. And that is a very 1980s concept, first of all. Because nobody, ev- everything feels that way now. Yeah. Right? Nobody shares, there's no shared consciousness anymore. But, but when we when we were kids, everything was about, like, we all watched The Cosby Show. We all watched The Simpsons. No, we all watched still, this. We all still, watched that, that still exists. Still absolutely exists. No, that that feels like something that you would randomly see on the TV the late yeah. at night or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So there's more like you pick all the time. Like we, we're drowning in a sea of choices now. I, I disagree. I don't, I, and I don't want to fight this right now because I want to yeah. say more stuff about the lady in white. But like, I, I, I don't think that that's true. Not to the extent it was true when we were kids. Because when, when, when you chose from CBS, NBC, ABC every night of the week from 8 to 10, you there was a lot more crossover in what you all knew. We Name went one to school. Kid who hasn't seen Stranger Things. I don't know, Marissa. I don't think it's like watching the Cosby Show in 1986. No, but I see what he's saying about how we had three choices. Now you have an infinite number of choices of things but to watch. We all watched The Wizard of Oz sure. the same well, night of the year. Anybody that doesn't have Netflix, yeah, those know. kids haven't seen it. Well, I, and then they all watch it at one time. My too. point would be that no, none of your friend group could be like credited with discovering Stranger Things because it's so ubiquitous. Yeah. Like, you can no longer do that thing like I used, and I'm not that old, but I used to, like, mess with people. Like, oh, you having a movie night? You know, and I would bring, like, I remember I brought Meet the Feebles once, right? <laughs> and then, like, literally, people stopped talking to me, you know, yeah. it was, and, which I enjoyed. I've been like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> and, and that was just, like, fun. That was a fun game for me. Like, oh, you know, let me, let me bring something. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'll, I'll pick a movie for your movie night. <laughs> One thing that Halloween does that we haven't talked a lot about is that it's about you losing your innocence. It, it's this thing that comes around once a year in which you have to tangle with these things that otherwise you could do a very good job avoiding. We are not the people who avoided scary shit. We were the people who kind of ran towards it. We're the kind of people who are titillated by the shit that also frightens <laughs> us. Okay? But, Godacious booby sis. Um, but, but, you know, I, for instance, it's just a beautifully shot movie. When he's sitting in the light of that half circle. Dude, when he's flying through closet. the air. <laughs> yeah, that's a shitty scene. But when he's sitting in the light of the broom closet with the with it's Bella terrifying. Lugosi on his head, Freaking and not terrifying. just a vampire on his head, with the Bella oh, Lugosi Dracula mask, mask on his head, and then he has to use it to protect him from the very real shit very. that's happening. Dude, that scene was terrifying. That, yeah. The beginning of that movie that is, is so well done, and the shots are so good. With that said, so I choose to focus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, fair. So much of it is fair. Your thoughts on I I didn't dislike Lady in White. I again one I've never heard of. Um, I didn't dislike it. I remember in the very beginning, and I think I texted this to the group that like I it was instantly endearing to me because I'm like, oh, there's my Aunt Marie, you know, like there's Uncle Lou, you know, there's Nona, there's Poppy. Like I instantly had the connection with the Italian American family. Um, so I, I, bathtub cigarette scene. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Who doesn't? Um, so it was, it was instantly endearing, but like, I, I agree with like, how do you describe this movie to somebody? Like it's a ghost movie, but it's also a true crime movie. But, and there's also, oh my God, like the woman that like, that that blamed the guy for killing the kid when he was exonerated. She's like, I'm going to go say, I'm sorry. And she's like, hey, I'm sorry I accused you of killing my kid yeah, like, just because you're black. And Bam! And then shoots him. I literally was like, that's the point that when I was like, fucking this blood is... Blood splattered on the window oh, of the car. Yeah, it's fucking violent for a kid movie. And and like didn't and the wife got shot too, right? It, yeah. went, yes. it went through him and yes. shot the wife. And she's yeah. like stumbling around in yeah. shock. Yeah, like just, there was just like, that how do you... woman in that film? How do you pitch oh. this movie? Like this movie, literally, it's like it had... It, it, it was like four movies kind of all rolled into one. Oh, fuck yeah. And at the same time, like, it didn't make sense, but at the same time, somehow it was connected and totally made sense. So, I don't know. It was it was a roller coaster of emotions. Um, I didn't dislike it, which surprised me. I kind of, I wasn't sure how it was going to feel. So, I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Um, but I agree with your analogy of It's a Wonderful Life, like... This like Hocus Pocus is the movie. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't say it's a wonderful life. I would say a Christmas story because Just where TBS rolls again, a Christmas yeah. story for twenty four hours, yeah. Freeform rolls Hocus Pocus. That's Halloween. Like that's the initial, like the start of Halloween when that movie starts yep. playing on TV. Yep. 
you know, again, one of those very like it's it's autumnal, and you just you smell the pumpkin spice when that yep. movie is on. So, all right, folks, that brings us that whittles us down from thirty-two to sixteen. Let's uh, pour one out for movies like *Season of the Witch*, *Terrifier*, *The Crow*, *Donnie Darko*, uh, oh, *Hubie*. <laughs> I'm not pouring one out for Hubie. Um, I learned a lot of things today. I learned that I know what I'm getting again for the holidays, and that would be a Rob Zombie fan club mm, subscription. Yes. I learned Big that fan. Joey gets really worked up about certain things, um, particularly what movie did he just go on for like 40 minutes and we all had to, about, oh, The Witch. We learned that Joey has very strong feelings about the meaning, the true meaning of Halloween. The true we meaning of Christmas. <laughs> um, we learned that I'm going to pay for Pumpkin, Pumpkin Carver for a long, long time, and I won't watch it. Don't make me do it. I won't. Um, and Jackie, you stay golden, Pony Boy, because you will never change, and I love you for it, uh, no matter who we're with and what's happening. And, uh, yeah, also, um, thank you for protecting the Midnight Hour. Let me do my LL for you. And, ladies and gentlemen... He's got one thing on his mind, and it's not algebra. <laughs> That's a line from <laughs> the movie you love, by the way. I, I, I fucking stand by all of this, and don't try to change me. Thanks, so, Travis. I love you, ghouls. Yep. I just, you. you ghouls, you keep me young. You, oh, ghouls, you keep me young. <laughs> Everybody, don't forget, you can find Joe Costal at joecostal.com. Yeah, under construction. .org slash under geosites. Yeah. Uh, his MySpace is really popping these baby, days. I'm in baby life. I haven't done anything. I haven't don't, written don't, I haven't published anything. Don't leave that adorable thing at home for your oh, slackingness. No, God bless it. God bless um, us, everyone. Oh, they keep us young. Did you really just say, oh, God bless it? Would you turn into Aunt Katie, our <laughs> fucking great aunt? Oh, God bless us, everybody. Thank uh, you. Oh. What you talking about, everybody? What you talking about, everybody? Joe, thank you for coming out. Everybody, don't so forget, happy. you can find the winner. And I know there's a lot of angry ghouls right now, and I love it that way. Yeah. But you're going to find out the winner at our next episode, which can be found at the Every Month Madness site's Make sure you follow them. Give them a like. I say that, but it's just Joey. Just, give him a yeah. like at all his rotating guests. And thank you. I don't know. Do, or Blink, if you're in danger, did he force you to do this? Like, are you in trouble? Do you yes. need to order a pizza and I secretly call 911? I'm only <laughs> in trouble with the Rob Zombie fan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe They're with coming. Mr. Zombie himself. All, yeah. all six of them are coming for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my first name ain't Baby. It's Rob, Mr. Zombie, if you're nasty. And, uh, don't, <laughs> and please don't forget... That uh, Shari Boone will kill you, so be careful yeah. out there. That's and it's true. scary. That's it's true. scary out there. I can think of worse ways to go. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's a dangerous world out there. Jackie, you know what to do. Don't forget to check us out on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Just search for Jersey Ghouls and you will find us there. You will also find our podcast, our blog, mm-hmm. our contact information, and more on our website, jerseyghouls.com. Yeah, and if I could give a quick little plug, I've been writing a little more. I've been putting the old pen to the paper, if you will, and uh, over at Ghouls Magazine. So please check them out. Give them a like. Give them a listen. They are an awesome UK-based all-feminist horror publication, and they've been publishing a lot of my musings. I don't know why anybody cares, but they do, so I really love them. So go check out Ghouls Magazine, everybody, and thank you for all of the support, Uh, and thanks to our guests for coming on. We're looking forward to a spooky, dooky (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll have a spooky dookie later, but I'm looking forward to a spooky. <laughs> you gotta end on that. A spooky sequel. <laughs> Just end on that. Yeah, that's that's end on that note. And on the spooky dookies. Out of my. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.